people, let's get this thing done. Council Roundup. Now it's time. Craig Bishop and the Council Roundup. These are a bunch of idiots. That's a good one. I forgot about that. Excuse me, Mayor, what are we voting on? Good morning, Ward 6 Alderwoman Kristen DeSenso, and you're listening to the Council Roundup. Let's move to debate. Yeah. Let me just say that I am extremely disappointed. I thought this was so simple. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Bill McCarty, and you're listening to Ray Lytle's Council Roundup. Oh, we got a twofer, Ray. All right. A twofer. At a special city council meeting last night and a committee of the whole. Oh, wow. All together about an hour and 40 some odd minutes with a 20 minute executive session. So it wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they did cover a lot of ground with uh, both the uh, special council meeting and the committee of the whole. We'll get to the committee of the whole in a moment. But uh, they had the special city council meeting last night and they started off uh, with a moment of silence. Oh, in light of the tragic situation, I'd like to ask for a moment of silence for the Pittsburgh's Tree of Life Synagogue in the wake of the massacre at the House of Worship for their members, their family, and their community, which reverberates through any community in the United States. So please uh, give a moment of silence for them and for everybody. Thank you very much. It's always good to um, kind of keep that fresh in your memory. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Alderman taking the moment to uh, have that moment of silence. But then they quickly got into business. This is during the special city council meeting, and there was an issue that they wanted to tackle, and that was dealing with tax increment finance funds and Lumber Lane. Here is Corporation Council Jim Zirkel talking about why they've got this in front of them. A public comment review process. Uh, it was uh, decided basically to reduce it to a single parcel, which is what is which is what is before you, a single parcel where the proposed project uh, exists. And so it started out larger, ended up being uh, reduced, and that's the primary uh, change from the original uh, plan. So this is on Lumber Lane. It's close to Riverton as well, uh, and it's a TIF issue. So we know that TIFs takes money away from school districts anytime right. there's an increase in property value. Well, there, are, of course, are objections to that. Mr. Yes, Mr. Mayor, was a major concern expressed by Riverton School District, and they wish to uh, reduce the impact to their revenue uh, with this remapping of the district. That, that's correct. Okay. That was their objection, yes. Thank you. But to note, I think they are still objecting regardless yes. yes yeah um of course they're still objecting <laughs> well yeah they don't want to they don't want to you know they don't want to uh, miss but out on any school, funds yeah. right uh the mayor also jumping in here and the developers here that plans on doing um two million dollars worth of renovations somewhere along that line so it will increase the value of the property and then subsequently the values of the other properties would be um by the foregone conclusion with regards to that and uh, alderwoman DeCenso gets the economic development aspect of this, but she doesn't like how this is just targeting one particular parcel. I attended the public hearing on this and got to hear what everyone had to say. Um, I am, of course, in favor of this business coming to town, um, but I'm just not in favor of picking one building for this purpose. 
Yeah, so um, uh, just a little bit of a difference in the uh, f- philosophy of how to use TIFFs. So it'll make everybody's, all the neighbors' property rates go up? Well, no, their, 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 property va- go up? their property values will go up. So will their tax rate go up? Their tax rate won't go up, but if their property value goes up, then what you're assessed at goes up. So the taxes that you pay ultimately go up. Not the mm-hmm. rate. The rate doesn't go up. Yeah, but I mean, you're... you're, you're- Property yeah. tax will go up. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna have increased property value, you're gonna have imp- increased um, uh, taxes you have to pay. Um, but uh, more on the process from Corporation Counsel Jim Zirkel. The first step is to set the plan, designate the area, and this is uh, basically putting the tax uh, increment financing process in place. How much is this uh, lumber company going to get? Using lumber lane tax increment financing funds, if available, and sales rebate in an amount not to exceed $1,482,000. Man. So, yeah, it's uh, over a million dollars in TIF well, and tax Lord, rebates. That's a lot of money. What, what, what kind of business is going up? Uh, it's a lumber company. Uh, here's the developer. Absolutely. Um, Troy Reed, I'm the president of LS Building Products or Lumberyard Suppliers. <laughs> And talks about how they had plans to buy this place and to renovate it with, you know, big-time renovation, but uh, it kind of got shaken up a bit. When we came down to about the 11th hour of when our closing uh, needed to happen, literally the days before that, we, we heard of the mine subsidence. Hadn't, I personally never de- dealt with that. Um, we felt it necessary at that point to withdraw our offer. So they withdrew the offer, and then they— No, they withdrawed— <laughs> I heard what he said. Uh, they they withdrawed the offer, and um, <laughs> and then they worked with the the owners, and they're like, well, how can we get this worked out with the insurance that you're gonna get, and can we lower the price of the building? And it turned into you know a pretty convoluted mess when you. So they went to there. buy. They went to buy a building. Yep. And then they were just about to buy it, and yep. right when they were closing, they realized yep. there's mine subsidence. Right. So that changed the whole layout, and he so, talks a little bit more about this. Started negotiating again um, based on that. Um, a, a new. Uh, price for the building where we were to keep the uh, assigned um, insurance money, but that got a little uh, convoluted as well. So we thought maybe it's best for them to be able to, since they own the building, when the event happened, they continued to try to um, claim the uh, subsidence through their insurance, and we redo our offer based on them keeping that. So there was... There's- you following? All right, so let me get this right. They go to buy a building. Yep. As they're going to buy it, yep. they find out there's mine subsidence. Right. So they're like, whoa, whoa. What? Our insurance isn't going to pay for that. We haven't bought the building yet. Right. We want your insurance to pay for that. And by the way, we want the claim, the money from the claim to right. go to us. Because they're going to have to essentially fix that mine subsidence, and right? And the, the other owners are going, the previous owners are saying, well, wait a minute. Well, we owned the mine at the time it happened, so mm-hmm. the money should go to us. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, as some reason, they decided, oh, I know. Let's find some suckers to cover it. Maybe the TIF dollars will pay for it. I, I don't, I mean, is that what's going on or am here, I wrong? Here's, here's the mayor. All right. And the amendment amount that's uh, increased is due to the mine subsidence uh, differential to make those improvements. Look at you, Ray. Look at look at the big brains on Ray. Uh, let me get this right. Let me get this right. So you had a choice to buy a building that had mine subsidence or not buy a building that had mine subsidence. And you figured, oh, I know. Let's get TIF dollars to fix it, and then we'll buy it. Yeah. So Riverton School District's going to be— And now Riverton School District, will their schools will be here. I, I don't get it. Here's the developer. Because of the mine subsidence and our new estimates of what the building would be worth— more 
More than that number. More than what you wanted, but less more than, than what the we original wanted, but less than the original were. price, yes. And then they'll so, have to put more work into it to uh, exactly. make it structurally sound. Yeah, so. there's some more work. So we're going to pay, we're going to give them money to pay for a building. It's got mine subsidence. We're, the other people are going to walk away with the, the tax, with the, I'm sorry, with the insurance money. That, not all of it. I think they worked, they lowered the price of the building a bit and to compensate this, that, and the other end. But still, somebody's going to walk away with some insurance money that isn't going to yeah. be used to fix whatever. The city, we're going to give them TIF dollars. In north of a million dollars. Yeah. And we're going to give that to them because they don't want to buy the building, which, by the way, I, you can completely understand why not wanting to buy a building that has mine subsidence. But why should the TIF dollars go to cover that? Well, I mean, isn't um, that how they, you a, do it's, business? It's you, a good you, question, yeah. but uh, it passed last night. How many jobs is this thing bringing into town? Or Not what's sure. The? the only person that voted against it was uh, Alderwoman DeCenso. Alderwoman DeCenso. Good morning, Ward 6 Alderwoman Kristen DeCenso, and you're listening to the Council Roundup. Thank you, Alder DeCenso. Yeehaw! <laughs> <laughs> uh, She's right. awesome. I so so they, they passed that. They ended uh, the special city council, and then they jumped right into huh. the city council committee of the whole, which I, we will start up next. I, I just want to say, I, I, don't, I don't know if I'm a fan of all this. Uh, oh, well, yeah, it's too late. I mean, they passed covering it. covering a company's rear end they, they, because they, they bought it. a building that had mine subsidence? They passed it. I don't know. Uh, hmm. And somebody else is walking away with insurance money. And right. Wonder how many more sound effects I can put in here. More council roundup coming up next on the Ray Lytle Morning Show. News. 70 AM WMAY. More council roundup on the Ray Lytle Morning Show. Uh, so they finished up their special city council meeting. Mm-hmm. They gave a million plus dollar tip to a lumber company to buy a building with mine subsidence. Hmm. Riverton School District, not a fan. Alderman DeCenso, not a fan. Hmm. Uh, speaking of Alderwoman DeCenso, you've got uh, a measure that she brought forward uh, to essentially change city liquor codes i guess uh, make it more clear uh matching it up with state liquor code like a special event during their regular business hours we have since learned um, with one call to the illinois liquor control commission that that's illegal you can't do that Ooh. so this is just closing the loophole in our own code so this we don't have to deal with this ever again it's not something that anyone's able to do according to the Illinois Liquor Control Commission. If you have a restaurant um, during you can, for special events, you can shut it down and you can serve alcohol. But during the regular course of your business day, you cannot bring in someone special to have like a guest bartending type of event. Okay. She, she said she saw this um, uh, an online post from a business talking about doing just that. You know, hey, we're gonna have uh, special cocktails made for Sunday brunch or something like that. You know, special Bloody Mary bar. But they didn't have a liquor license. Oh. So oh. Kind of this is going to clarify things. Because apparently you can't do that according to the state liquor code. Well, if you, don't, if you don't have a liquor license, you can't sell liquor, right? Right. But you can have caterers who have oh, liquor licenses right. okay. come in, but they can't do it during normal regu- you know, regular business hours. 
for the business that doesn't have a liquor license. You have to close the business in order to do it. Was advertised. Someone who didn't have a liquor license was advertising that they were doing a special weekend brunch serving specialty cocktails. What's the the penalty? So they they just wanted to make sure that that's clear in city code as well. Um, Something else to uh, to bring up during the committee of the whole. A lot of stuff they covered, by the way. Um, looks like uh, in order for Springfield to get hundreds of thousands of dollars from the federal government, we're going to have to spend tens of thousands of dollars. Public Safety 2018-454, an ordinance authorizing acceptance of grant number 2018-FU-CX-KO46 from the U.S. Department of Justice, Bureau of Justice Statistics, in an amount of $635,912. Big money. To transition the Integrated Criminal Justice Public Safety Initiative, ESS, right. ICP slash PSI, oh, National Incident Based Reporting System, NIBRS, and authorizing a supplemental appropriation in an amount of $75,000 for the Springfield Police Department. Entertain a motion. So essentially, uh, the city is going to get six hundred plus thousand dollars from the federal government as part of a, a Justice Department grant. Okay, but we have to spend seventy thousand dollars extra Oy. in order to, you know, ultimately get that. At least that's how I took that ordinance. Hmm. So uh, they went ahead and moved that on consent agenda. Coming back, uh, we'll get to um, some Halloween oh, talk. Oh, can you play the very beginning of that again? I want to. Oh, sure. I want to hear that number again. Right. That, that. Public Safety 2018-454, an ordinance authorizing acceptance of grant number 2018-FU-CX-KO. Okay, I heard what I wanted to hear. Okay. <laughs> I just I wanted to hear what the letters were in there. Yeah, the letters uh, yeah. kind of okay. stick out a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so, so coming back, uh we'll we'll get an <laughs> we'll get an update of um uh Halloween. We'll talk the Harlem Globetrotters. Oh, we'll, the Globetrotters. We'll talk uh also um technology updates as well. So stay tuned. It's all on the way with Council Round. All right, it's Council Round up on the Ray Lytle Morning Show. Let's pick it up. Greg Bishop from the News Center. With news, it's Ray Lytle. <laughs> These are a bunch of idiots. Get it. Get it, get it. More council roundup. Yeah, boy. Let's talk technology. Uh, something that we've uh, highlighted in various council roundups in the past. Getting new technology for the fire department so that they can uh, get red lights turned to green lights when they're responding to certain fires. Oh, yeah, we heard about this. We yeah. got some numbers of what it was going to cost and blah, yeah. blah, blah. Uh, and they were moving forward with it. And then there were some questions about how much the foreign fire insurance fee fund is going to mm-hmm. put into it and so on. So uh, here's a little bit of an update on that new tech. All right. Public safety, 2018 an ordinance authorizing acceptance of grant number 2018-FU-CX. Oh, wait, that's the wrong one. Let me, let, me, let me go to this one. For purchase and installation of phase one of a traffic preemption, preemption system in an amount of $141,000 and authorizing a supplemental appropriation of $141,000 from unappropriated fund balance for the Springfield Fire Department. So $141,000, that's a little bit more than what we had heard previously. Yeah, what happened but- to the... All right. You know, it's going to be this technology they're going to implement. And I'll tell you what, I had a conversation with a a friend who has um, property up in Lake County. uh, And when I was telling him about this, uh, he was like, you guys don't have that? (laughs) Like, you guys don't. We have it all over the place. What it is is it's something that goes in the trucks. Like a transmitter, right? That changes the lights to green. Communicates with traffic signals that also have a, a receiver. 
And if a emergency vehicle with its lights on is approaching that intersection, it gives that emergency vehicle the green lights, turning the intersection for other areas red so that they can blast through that intersection without having to stop. Makes total sense, right? Interesting technology, but it's got a price tag. At least for one little stretch, here's the fire chief, Alan Reining. So there's only two solutions to alleviate an eight-minute response. One is to put a firehouse in the area, or two is to move traffic out of our way as we respond to those areas. And you know, putting a new firehouse. Um, oh, we're not going to afford a new firehouse. Yeah, right, so you're talking a million dollars or something. I don't know. But, uh, and that would take forever. This might uh, actually be implemented within like 60 to 90 days or something once they pass the next week. But uh, he talks about how it's going to work. It will work. This, this system will get traffic moving. It gets out of the way. I talked to uh, Peoria, uh, who has the same system. And they've even got some situations around uh, Bradley University that they had uh, 30 seconds of red because of all the walkers. So the minute they left their firehouse, they needed to preempt that system about a mile away. And it's worked for them well. It's pretty neat, right? I mean, even with major uh, intersections where there are pedestrians, this will work with. So they're going to focus on the west side, on veterans, right? Because that's where they have uh, a long response time. They don't. It's weird. They don't build a lot of fire departments in nice neighborhoods. <laughs> it's really, it is strange, right? I mean, it, it helps keep uh, property that's, values that's in check. Where and they insurance put them. rates they, in they check. They put them on, you know. Right. Uh, so he talks about once this is implemented on one stretch of the road and we see the results from it, it could expand elsewhere. Uh, if this system works as we believe it will, uh, we will expand it over the next several years through four phases, which will include 64 intersections. 17 response vehicles from the Springfield Fire Department, but this system can be expanded beyond that. Uh, there's 165 police cars. Yeah. There's three private ambulance companies, huh, right. Chatham Ambulance coming north through that same area, and some cities have even seen value in expanding it to their public service only during snow emergencies so they can uh-huh. clear the routes. Oh, boy. That makes sense. I don't know. Now it's gonna we're be a pretty penny. Who knows? Yeah, it's going to be a pretty penny because uh, you'd imagine one stretch of road with uh, the initial transmitters and the vehicles, $140,000. And then if you expand it to a bunch of other intersections with traffic lights, it's just going to be... I can see uh, fire trucks having it. Yeah. I could see some police cars having it. Yep. I could see some ambulances having it. No public works? You don't want plows to have it? Um, We're not talking about, like, you know, the guy who's just driving to work. We're talking about plows with their emergency lights on during snow emergencies. Uh, being able to just get that green light. Mm. Um, so they, they went ahead and, and approved that. So you'll hear briefly about it, I'm sure, next week. Uh, but uh, the Foreign Fire Insurance Fee Fund is putting in about $10,000, I think. Oh, th- thank you. $10,000. Right. Which I don't know what their actual... Um, That'll buy for one-eighth of a... I don't know what their uh, balance is, what their account balance I've, is. We've been told it's a lot. I've been I've been given figures that it's two hundred thousand. Yeah, I've, I've been, been told given figures that, that it's I've ninety thousand. I've been told a hell of a lot more than ten thousand dollars. Right. right. Uh, and people who don't know that money is derived from out of state insurance companies. Yes. With policies in state, they pay a uh, fee to a local board. This is the kind of thing it's supposed to be used for. Yeah, exactly. No, and it's it's money that's supposed to be used for the health, life, and safety of firemen. Exactly what it's supposed to be used for. Uh, it's not supposed to be used for, you know. But they don't want to use it for this. I don't know what they're the, saving it for. TVs or whatever. But, they, I mean, they've used it in the past for uh, breathing apparatuses and so on. 
Uh, but they went ahead and moved on with that. Uh, a couple of little quick hit items here. Uh, City's just spending money. Placing a two-month contract with TRB Incorporated for branch collection and disposal for the 2018 fall branch pickup program for an amount not to exceed $80,000 for the Office uh, of Public Works. Ray, you and I need to go into business yeah. and get a, uh, uh, a, a, a branch and leave. If we can get paid $80,000 for two months of work. I'll just drive the truck. I'll, I'll, that's fine. I'll get if you, out. If get you want to walk, in there. yeah. If you want to, dude, can, I'm fine with that. You can hang on the back. You, you know give what I mean? me forty grand for two months worth yeah. of work. Oh, we got to buy the truck. Well, after a couple of contracts, we'll be good. And then we'll have to pay for the refuse to get. Oh, you know. man, now you're putting a damper on my whole thing. I mean, I guess we could go dump it in Taylorville or somewhere. <laughs> I mean, who has to know? <laughs> Can we uh, throw it in a river somewhere? Uh, more money going out. 57, an ordinance authorizing contract with William D. Moore for the purchase of one parcel of real estate located at 2264 and 2266 South 6th Street in an amount of $275,000 oh. and relocation expenses and closing costs not to exceed $178,453 oh. for a total amount not to exceed $453,453 oh. relating to the Springfield Rail Improvement Project for the Office of Public Works. They got to do it. It's part of the rail oh. Oh, this is why I could never run for. I couldn't run for city council. That's a lot of money. Another contract, Ray. Fifty-seven thousand one hundred dollars oh. to Parkland Environmental Group, Incorporated, <laughs> for asbestos abatement services for the Office of Public Works. Oh. So what do they spend there? They just spent there like where more than half have? a million dollars. Fifty-seven thousand dollars to remove <laughs> asbestos from where the Public Works building. Yeah, uh, oh. excellent. No, that's Public Works building for Public Works. So there was a building that oh. was demolished. Here's Mark Mahoney on that. Oh. That's a lot of back property that we took down. It, is, it exceeded the amount that we anticipated, but we had to get down on South Grand. Okay. The address, I think the address is on there, 1500. 1508? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the building's already torn down, is that correct? And that is correct, some re yes. Remedial work. Yeah, doing some remedial okay, work there. Um, all right, so. Remedial work. Yeah, moving on, um, we've got a, just a few more bits here. Uh, let's talk about the uh, Harlem Globetrotters, Ray. Coming to town. 2018, 469, an ordinance authorizing payment of $9,999 to the regional rep representing partner for advertising and marketing of the Harlem Globetrotters exhibit exhibition game to be held in Springfield on December 9, 2018 for the Springfield Convention and Visitors Bureau. Entertain a motion. So $9,000, you know, around $9,000. Alderman DeCenso is like, why are we talking about this? Given the amount, I'm not really sure why it's coming to us yeah. and why it can't just be taken care of. The tourism director, Scott Dahl. Really, for us, is advertising uh, and marketing is really the way that we present it. It includes 500 TV spots, 1,100 radio spots. Um, jumping on the, on the, the globe charters, as well as some digital marketing, e-blast, uh, that we have, we can have some special offers driving uh, visitors to our um, our websites. And, but the most important part is this digital content campaign where they're going to film globe charters at, her, at our historic sites. That'll be cool. That's and then cool. we can use those assets down the road when we're making sports bids. We can use them on social media. Yeah. Um, there's about $120,000 media value uh, to this. So really, it's, it's advertising. What, what, what uh, and marketing, it's presented the way that they that? sent it over. Yeah. $9,000 to get $120 Give me some back. pimply face kid with a, a steady cam. We can do that. Alderman Turner agrees with DeCenso. It seems to me I agree with Alderman DeCenso that this should just be a uh, line item within your budget that's for marketing. But there's questions about if it's marketing or if it's sponsorships. Mm. It's kind of a mixture of both. The mayor just wanted to make sure that he wasn't called out for it. If the council's in agreement, we... We just didn't want to get called out. Yeah, well, later on. And there is, there is some time restraints on this as well. <laughs> yeah. so absolutely. 
they went ahead and uh, approved that. Um, it does seem actually, like... Actually, no, I think they held it. They held it on debate, and they're going to come back to see if they have to address it. Yeah, the money's so... Why would they even need to approve? I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, typically they don't have to approve advertising through the um, uh, Convention of Visitors Bureau, but this was also partly a sponsorship. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of why they had to, to tackle it that way. Uh, so you may hear more about that. Uh, meanwhile, Alderman Tylen on uh, new business. Mm-hmm. I believe the operating hours are 4 to 8, correct, Halloween. Mayor? 4.30, isn't it? 4.30. 4.30. Sounds good. 4.30 to 8. Um, those of you who are not going to be home and you have your porch lights on, don't blame me if the kids decide to get a little even. Um, you're <laughs> oh, supposed good. to have your porch <laughs> lights on if you're participating in trick-or-treating. Please strike that remark from the record. But we're encouraging <laughs> children to uh, vandalize homes. <laughs> right, right. And your uh, Alderman Fulgenzi say, please strike that comment from the record. Uh, Thailand continues. If you're out and about, please just remember that there's kids with costumes on. Some of them, most of them have reflective material anymore, but some of them don't. Alderwoman DeCenso. We're just come over to Ward 6 where we shut down our streets so you can trick or treat safely. Wow. All the streets? Yeah, because they walk no, in the No, just Glenwood. It's like all the streets. Just Glenwood. You can even get uh, hot dogs. What about the alleys? The alleys oh. are open for business. The alleys are she always open She loves her some alleys. <laughs> So, um, some, some good talk about Halloween. They did some other things, congratulating this group and that group and so on. They heard from a couple of different uh, residents. Uh, but then they also gave us this little nugget at the end as a reminder, Ray. We have uh, we have one more announcement. Uh, the meeting next week is next Wednesday and not Tuesday oh, for the city council meeting. So if everybody could pass that along. Which is nice because uh, tomorrow or not, not tomorrow, next week's election night. Tuesday. Ah, so we'll do the council roundup next Thursday, Thursday. at 7 right. o'clock. Thank you, Greg. Hi, man. That's council roundup on the Ray Lytle Morning Show. News of uh, sports is next. This hour of the Ray Lytle Morning Show.